Jimmy Hawk here with the Iowa Hawkeye Sports Fan Podcast. It was really an incredible Thursday through Sunday for Hawkeye Sports. Two huge wins for Fran McCaffrey's basketball team, locking up the three seed in the Big Ten Tournament. And I didn't get to see enough of the Big Ten Wrestling Tournament. Followed it quite a bit online, but got to see a little bit. Uh, too much going on this weekend. Um, but great to see the Hawkeyes defend that title this year with another Big Ten Championship four individual champions, and some really dominating performances. I mean, two 23-second pins, just unbelievable. Great job by Tom Brands and, and that wrestling team. Well, today, I'm going to talk about the two games I was really able to lock into, the absolute thrashing of Nebraska and the gutty win over the Wisconsin Badgers with a shorthanded Hawkeye basketball team. Coming off the big win over number four, Ohio State, the Hawkeyes were looking to continue the momentum and not have a letdown against 7-17 seven Nebraska, who was just 3-14 and 14 in the Big Ten. But they'd been on a little bit of a tear lately, at least for them. They'd won their last two games, including beating Rutgers. And game balls for Jordan Bohan and Luca Garza before the game for breaking the assists and scoring records. Two legends of Hawkeye basketball. Really awesome to see that. On this one, we had Kevin Kugler and Jess Settles on the call. And I really love Jess Settles when he does Hawkeye games with his knowledge of Iowa basketball history. He was so much fun to watch for the eight years he was a Hawkeye. And he even had a detasseling reference again. And, you know, I, I remember riding in the back of a pickup truck at 6 a.m. down a country road, just trying to get to that cornfield, work under, you know, really dusty, dirty conditions for $3.50 an hour as a 14-year-old. And it just seemed like I was living the dream making so much money back then. Well, Nebraska was really packing it in on Luca Garza, trying to make sure that other players were going to beat them. And you could tell that Iowa just needed to be patient, not take quick threes, move the ball around, get the open shot. And it, took a, it took a few possessions for the Hawkeyes to get locked in, but then they got it inside to Garza, and the Hawks were off and running. Connor McCaffrey was really sharing the basketball in this one. He had assists on Garza's first two buckets, he is so skilled at feeding the post, and it really helps when you have a guy like Garza on the receiving end. You know, you don't hear about that enough about him. His good hands, his ability to get position, without the without a doubt, the best in college basketball is using his leverage, getting himself open around the basket. Well, Nebraska's coach, Freddie Hoiberg, we all remember him from Iowa State, and it's hard to tell at this point. How, you know, how things are building in Nebraska, you know, really difficult year to tell with COVID. They had a big pause, I think three weeks. You know, they've had to play a lot of games over the last few weeks trying to make up games. And, but they, they really weren't good before the pause. And he just has kind of a different approach to things as a coach. He's, he's what I call a transfer coach. He tries to get transfers into the program. A lot of guys who are on their third or fourth chance and I, I never really liked that when he was at Iowa State, but somehow it seemed to work for him as far as wins and losses. They never really made you know big runs in the tournament, but regular season, conference tournaments, they seem to do well. Um, I'm just more, I like Fran's approach uh, and how most, most coaches approach to getting high school kids in that are going to be in the program, build the culture, and... And not saying no, you know, don't take any transfers whatsoever. If you have a need and you find someone who's the right fit for your team's culture, you know, it's a good way to get a, a quality player in there. But, man, you know, just kind of basing your whole program on, on transfers coming in and out every year, just 
I don't know how, how it works so well in Ames, but we'll see what happens in Lincoln. Well, Iowa shot 50% in the first half in this game, 9 of 24 from 3, had 5 turnovers, 14 assists, and that, that's a huge number on 18 made field goals. Nebraska only shot 32%, 4 of 16 from 3, 12 turnovers and a half. Wow, I mean, that is just a, that, that should be a full game, 12 turnovers, but... Jabo led the Hawkeyes with 15 points with five three-point baskets. It was just awesome seeing him drain in threes with confidence. Garza had 14 points, six rebounds, and Connor McCaffrey with seven assists in the first half. Well, Jordan Bohannon was absolutely on fire in this game. Jordan had eight threes, 26 points, eight of 12 three-point shooting. He was one three-point basket shy of Chris Kingsbury's record of nine in a game, and he could have gotten that. Uh, in this game if they would have played him a little bit longer, but no reason to risk an injury. It's not like that's a huge record. Uh, but, you know, when you hear his name, you just think of Chris Kingsbury. He was really ahead of his time when he was shooting from so far outside the three-point line in the early 90s. And Jordan Bohannon didn't play the last 12 minutes of the game with eight threes. But again, really just no reason to risk an injury. Right thing to keep guys like him and Garza on the bench at that point. Garza only ended up with 14 points all in the first half. Only 5 of 8 shooting um, and 8 rebounds. But he only played 25 minutes. Again, there's no reason to play these guys when you're, you're winning by such a huge margin. Joe Wieskamp had 11.7 rebounds. Connor McCaffrey really struggled shooting uh, 1 of 8, 1 of 7 from 3, but he had 8 assists. And boy, it was, it was really concerning when C.J. Frederick went down with injury. Uh, scary moment. Can't afford to lose CJ, how much he means to Iowa, both on the offensive end and defensive end with his versatility on both ends of the court. Keegan Murray just continues to impress. He had eight points, four rebounds, just some great defensive plays as he always does. And his block, the way he blocks shots, he's been so good at doing that without fouling and keeping the ball in play after a block. Getting the break going the other way, you know, it, he's just a, a winning player. And kind of a coming out game in this one for Patrick McCaffrey, 19 points, 6 boards, 3 of 6 from 3. He's a really athletic kid with a huge upside with his ability to get to the rim with his length. And boy, Joe Toussaint just continues to, to play well. And the fours were wild for him in this one. He had 4 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. In just 16 minutes. He's been looking really good lately. And we need that coming down this home stretch. So really everyone contributed in this game. Great to watch the guys off the bench. Get to play a lot of minutes and play really well. My fun fact for today is that Connor McCaffrey led the NCAA last year in assist to turnover ratio. He's now third in the nation in that category. Jordan Bohan in this 10th. C.J. Frederick would be number one by far if he had enough assists to qualify, but just been out too much this year with injuries. And Iowa as a team leads that statistic, and they just share the ball so well and take care of the ball on the offensive end. Well, unbelievable game by Iowa, shooting 51% from the floor, 37% from three, 16 made three-point shots. They out-rebounded Nebraska by seven. 25 assists to 8 turnovers in this game. Nebraska shot 34% from the field, 33% from 3. And the Hawkeyes forced 20 turnovers. Winning basketball, being played by the Hawkeyes, taking care of the ball, 
not turning it over, not allowing Nebraska to get offensive boards, just just really doing a good job of, of sharing the ball on the offensive end. Well, I liked how Jordan Bohannon said after the game that Fran did what he could to get Iowa guys into this program, and Jordan Bohannon was one of those Iowa guys, local guy from Cedar Rapids. And, you know, he Fran has taken these under-the-radar recruits, you know, whether they're from Iowa or other places, and really developed them into just solid, solid, really good players. And Iowa's buckling down now, you know, ready for the tournament. Every possession matters, and they want to do something that hasn't been done here in a long time by making a big run in the Big Ten and NCAA tournaments. So it's time to buckle down, and, and they're doing it. 38 points, the biggest victory Fran McCaffrey has ever had against a Big Ten team. Um, just, just one of the biggest wins for the Hawkeyes ever. So, Nebraska's only strength really this year has been defense with a Ken Palm ranking of 31 coming into this game. But they gave up 102 points and a 102-64 to Iowa win. And the Hawkeyes just kind of seem to be peaking. Um, they've now beaten their last two opponents by a total of 54 points. So let's keep it going, Hawkeyes. That was just an incredible win over the Cornhuskers. Next up for the Hawkeyes were the Wisconsin Badgers. And Iowa got the win in Madison, needed this one to get the three seed in the Big Ten tournament, which means a double bye in a Friday night game. It was a bit emotional, you know, to watch this game if you're a big Hawkeye fan. The last home game for Luca Garza, Jordan Bohannon, two of the all-time greats and just how much we watched them play the last four or five years. And it sounds like, you know, it's probably going to be it for Joe Wieskamp. And I guess I, I shouldn't say that I, ha I don't have any insight to that, but I'm hearing a lot of people saying that he really has a desire to play professionally. Selfishly, I wish he would come back, you know, and lead the team next year, score 20 a game, potentially be an All-American, lead his team to another great season. But, you know, you know, it's up to him what he wants to do there. I just would like to see him move up the record books, be a top five player in a lot of the statistics. And I, I really think he would be with one more year. I think he's averaged 11, 14, and 15 points in the last three years. And with him at the number one option next year, I think he could bring that up to 20 points for his senior season, first team All-Big Ten, All-American. Um, he's done a lot of other great things with steals and, and assists and especially rebounding. He's really improved his rebounding, but, you know, that's up to him, and, and we'll see what he ends up doing. But going into this game, I really thought Iowa just needed to score 70 points to beat Wisconsin, as they really like to slow it down. They junk it up on defense, and I just never liked their style of play, but for a wide-open offense like Iowa runs. Luca had a, a drive early, got a two-pointer to start the game, and it looked like Wisconsin was kind of letting Garza go one-on-one, -on -one, you know, and, and really worried more about the perimeter in this game. Later on, they kind of switched that up and started playing Garza closer, doubling him more in the lane. But Iowa just really was not guarding the perimeter early on in this game. Wisconsin had wide-open threes, and they just continually missed them. Um, and Wieskamp was hitting mid-range baskets early, keeping the Hawkeyes going. Patrick McCaffrey Keegan were the first two off the bench, and Wheezy was just on fire hitting threes. He was contested, knocking it down. And I started thinking maybe he knows what he's doing, if that's true, that, that he really wants to, to go pro. Uh, maybe he's too good to come back. He was, 
he was just on fire in this one. But unfortunately, you know, he had the injury midway through the first half, likely a sprained ankle after stepping on a Badger's foot. And then Wisconsin went on a 9-1 run. Iowa kind of having trouble converting, but a three by Garza finally, and then a C.J. Frederick three. Hawkeyes back up by nine. It was really giving the Hawkeyes fits in this game was Micah Potter. He's 6'10". He came off the bench, and he had 10 points in the first half, and he was two of three from three. The only two three-pointers made by Wisconsin, they were two of 10 in the first half, both by 6'10", Micah Potter off the bench. Well, Iowa shot 48% at half, and Joe Wieskamp was 5-5. Five five. Didn't come back in um, the rest of the half after his injury, and then they announced that he was done for the game. Garza had 11 points, 9 boards at half. Wheezy with 12 points, C.J. Frederick 5. Connor and Jabo were scoreless in the first half. Keegan had a big 4 points, 2 for Patrick McCaffrey, 1 for Toussaint. And Tony Perkins played a little bit. You know, with Wieskamp out, they needed somebody to come in and get some of those guard minutes, and, and it was Tony Perkins in this one. Well, Wisconsin shot just 40% in the first half, 2 of 10 from 3. Uh, Iowa was leading the rebounding battle 20 to 13 and keeping Wisconsin off the offensive glass with just one offensive rebound. Really concerned going into the second half with Joe Wieskamp declared out, you know, what looked like a pretty bad ankle injury. You never know. How bad those are going to be, hopefully a mild sprain, and he can be back on the court for the Big Ten tournament, or at least for the NCAA tournament. Iowa's offense is just so difficult to stop with a trio of Jabo, Weezy, and CJ all on the court together. Defenses can't lay off any of those guys. They need to guard all of them really closely on the perimeter, and with one of the three out, it's just so much easier to guard two guys on the perimeter allow the other defenders to sag in on Luca, double-team him when he gets the ball, you know, and not having to worry about Wieskamp, who's shooting 48% from three this year. Kenyon Murray got the start in the second half, and, you know, the shorthanded Hawkeyes were really battling Wisconsin. With Wheezy out, Jack Nungy already out for the year, so a little bit shorthanded in this one. But, man, J-Bo got some swagger in the second half after zero points in the first half, hit a huge three to tie the game at 63, and then he took the ball to the rack for a lay-in after Wisconsin hit a three to go up by three again. And then he started kind of thinking, oh, man, what's happening? Consecutive threes from Wisconsin. Iowa was down 69 to 65 late. But Keegan Murray with an offensive rebound and a putback and... And one. It was a putback and an and one, and the Hawkeyes were within one point of the Badgers. And then Jabo had a heady play to drive to the basket on the break. He drew the foul. He wanted the ball in his hands. You could tell to win this game at the free throw line. He knocked down both. Hawkeyes took a one point lead. Wisconsin retook the lead on two free throws with just over a minute to play. And then maybe the play of the game, Connor McCaffrey was fouled. He made the first, missed the second. And Keegan Murray with the offensive rebound, and he got a timeout before falling out of bounds. And just what a play by Keegan Murray. He is just a winning basketball player. He, he just rebounds, blocks, uh, score. He just does everything for him as a true freshman. And then Jabo drew the foul on a three-point shot. He might have been acting a little bit. I don't know. I think, you know, there was a hand in there. Uh, he was tangled up a little bit with Trice, and Trice fouled out there. Three more points for Jabo. But man, this game wasn't over. Keegan Murray 
was called for a foul on an odd play where he and Davison were tangled up. And Davison, I mean, as soon as you see this strange-looking play with Davison, you know that he's up to something, and they show the replay, and it was an obvious hook and hold on Davison. His reputation precedes him. To me, he's, he's just one of the dirtiest players, at least in the Big Ten, if not in college basketball. And Keegan just was following him down the lane, and they, he did nothing on that play. Davison grabbed his arm and pulled him down. So it was just an act by Davison. And thankfully, he was called for the flagrant one. Although for some reason, they called a double foul. So two free throws for Davison. Keegan knocked down both. And it was Iowa's ball. And then inbounded to Jordan Bohannon. And I don't know, Wisconsin tied him up somehow. Got the ball back. Missed a three. Luka got the rebound. And C.J. Frederick hit one of two. And the Hawkeyes won by four, 77 to 73. So Wisconsin did score over 70 points, amazingly. But the Hawkeyes were just too much for the Badgers in this one. The last two minutes seemed to take 20 minutes, and it probably did. But wow, what a, what a nail-biter without Joe Wieskamp. And the Hawkeyes picked up a huge win on senior day. It was Luka's last game at Carver. He had 21 points, 16 rebounds. Jordan Bohan ended with 16 points and extended his career assist lead with eight assists in this game. Wieskamp had 12, didn't play the last 8.30 of the first half or the whole second half due to ankle injury. Keegan Murray was just so huge in this one off the bench. And then he started in the second half due to Wheezy's injury, had 13 points on five of six shooting, six rebounds. He's so great at blocking shots. He's a great defender. Future is really bright for Keegan Murray. Frederick and Tucson both had six points. Iowa shot 51% from the field in the game. Just 30% from three on seven of 23 shooting, but Iowa won the total rebound and offensive rebound battles, had 10 turnovers to go with 17 assists in this game. Wisconsin, you know, after shooting, you know, kind of poorly in the first half, shot really good in the second half, so it was 47% for the game, 37.5% from three. The Badgers were eight for eight from the line, uh, and the Hawkeyes were 14 of 20. So the Hawks got to the line more than the Badgers and converted on six more free throws. What does this win mean for the Hawkeyes? They secure the double bye and will play probably just a little bit before 9 p.m. on Friday night, taking on the winner of 11 seed Penn State and 14 seed Nebraska, who play on Wednesday. And the winner of that game will play six seed Wisconsin around 9 p.m. on Thursday night. So... I really like either matchup for Iowa, whether it's Penn State or Wisconsin. I can see either one of those teams advancing to play Iowa on Friday. Um, I really feel like the Hawkeyes have a much better team than Wisconsin. Uh, if it ends up being them for a third game, you know, the game today was a real, real grinder, but you know, Wheezy went down, or I think Iowa would have won this game by 15 points. Well, Iowa gets 20 wins on the season, 20 and seven, 14 and six in the Big Ten, good for third place. You need to rest up, Wheezy, get that ankle ready to go for Friday night. Um, if not ready, you know, for the Big Ten tournament, that's okay. Let's get ready for the NCAA tournament. Really ready to watch some tournament play and hoping the Hawkeyes can make a deep run. Quite a scene after the game today with Luca Garza, Fran, calling him over and telling him that his number is being retired. And that's just amazing. You don't see that happen much anymore. Number 55 which is Luca's number, number 55, will never be worn again. 
by any other player. So he's really cemented his name in the history of Iowa Hawkeye basketball. And Luka Garza's number will never be worn again. Number 55 will be hanging in the rafters. And he, you could tell how emotional he was. And, and like always, he just thanked the McCaffrey family, thanked his teammates, his, you know, his family. Uh, he, he just gives credit to everybody else. He's just one of the greatest Iowa Hawkeye basketball players ever. Well, we sang it twice this week. In heaven there is no beer. That's why we drink it here. I'm really excited for the postseason tournaments that are coming. So let's get some big wins and go Hawks!